What's up guys, welcome back to One Proverb a Day. Today is October 23rd, which means we are on chapter 23. Man, 23, my sports side is just speaking volumes, speaking out loud right now, wanting me to mention Jordan and the myriad of athletes that have worn his number since then. And isn't that amazing? I mean, so many people are paying homage to him for, for making that number basically a legacy, you know? And in the same way, if you think about it, I guess if we're gonna really, we're gonna take out our spiritual sides here, um, we do the same thing with the word, right? I mean, people wear jerseys with their name on it, with the number 23. We walk, we walk around walking and imitating and looking just like Christ, following his word and his principles, right? So, hey man, the same way athletes are paying homage out there to, to MJ and, and you, you see LeBron who won the championship recently, obviously wears 23. You know, look at God, look at Jesus. We walk like him and want everyone to know that we are paying our respects and our honor to what he did on the cross to set us free from all bondage. Anyways, um, I do start service today in about 40 minutes, and I want to make sure I get this chapter in without being rushed and breaking down every single verse possible. So let's get right into it, guys. Take out your iPads, your your Androids, your, your notepads, whatever you want to have right now. Let's get into it in the Amplified Version. And chap In chapter 23, verse 1, it says... When you sit down to dine with a ruler, consider carefully what is set before you, for you will have a knife, you will put a knife to your throat if you are a man of great appetite. Do not desire his delicacies, for it is deceptive food offered to you with questionable motives. Interesting. Do not weary yourself with the overwhelming desire to gain wealth. Cease from your own understanding of it. Interesting. Let's just take a second to highlight that verse real quick. I think a lot of people have just been systematically um, programmed to just go after wealth. I work at four jobs and I'm investing money here and I'm, I'm trying every single get rich quick scheme. And you know, I just really need to make money because of my insurance and my debt and my future and my 401k plans and etc. And I feel like we just tire ourselves out with the overwhelming desire to be rich, to be have abundant wealth, to go on vacation and drop 10 grand like it's nothing, to go on Instagram and show off our new car, our new mansion. But I love what it says, cease from your own understanding of it. If we do a flashback to chapter 3, verse 5 and 6 says, Do not lean on your own understanding, but in all your ways trust the Lord. And I feel like this is another way. It's not an exception. The word says that the love of money is the root of all evil. So be very careful as to your understanding of it. Because if you don't understand it, or don't know what it is, it probably has dominion over you. Even though we've been given dominion over everything. So do your studies Restart if you have to and make sure you're building wealth and money and riches in the proper way. When you set your eyes on wealth, it is suddenly gone. For wealth certainly makes itself wings like an eagle that flies to the heavens. Do not eat the bread of, sel of a selfish man or desire his delicacies. For as he thinks in his heart, so he is in behavior one who manipulates. He says to you, eat and drink. Yet his heart is not with you, but it is begrudging the cost. Man, some people out there, man, love to manipulate and tell you that I'm on your team, I'm on your side, I want to see you win. But those motives, man, 
Be very careful. Discern these things, guys. Discern what's happening around you. The morsel which you have eaten, you will vomit up, and you will waste your compliments. Do not speak in the ears of a fool, for he will despise the godly wisdom of your word. A lot of times we try to speak just profound things, and the people were just quite frankly foolish and don't walk in the Spirit and don't understand what you're saying. Don't waste your breath on that. Do not move the ancient landmark at the boundary of the property, and do not go into the fields of the fatherless to take what is theirs. For the Redeemer is strong and mighty. He will plead their case against you. Yes, I love this because a lot of times we want to take advantage of people who are less fortunate, people who we know they can't defend themselves, but know something, the widow, the orphan, the defenseless, the voiceless, have a Redeemer, have someone in this case, obviously, God, who is mighty and is always watching over them. 12. Apply your heart to discipline and your ears to the words of knowledge. Do not withhold discipline from the child. If you swat him with a reed-like rod, apply with godly wisdom, he will not die. I love that little part. If you guys can do me a favor, highlight the whole thing. But apply with godly wisdom. Parents, do me a favor. Hold up. Don't just beat your kids because you want them to follow godly ways and they're not doing what you want them to do. All of this requires full wisdom from top to bottom, from head to the person receiving discipline. So it's the receiver and also the giver of discipline. Don't withhold it from them, but certainly don't manipulate and do it as you want to do it. Make sure that there is applied wisdom in this. And if you do all these things, certainly he will not die. The person receiving discipline. Amen. You shall swat him with the reed-like rod and rescue his life from Sheol, another world, the place of the dead. My son, if your heart is wise, my heart is also glad. One of the greatest things you can um, show your parents is not how awesome you are and how good-looking you are and how, how many things you can do, you know, I guess... Um, I mean, when I say that, a lot of people are trying to make their parents proud by doing a lot of things. But the reality is the fact that you can make wise decisions and you can choose wise, you can choose your friends wisely and you can manage your money wisely. That makes your parents' hearts glad. Not just you can do one event good, but you are good across the board in having a sound mind and having wisdom and understanding. Yes, my heart will rejoice when your lips speak right things. Parents love that. Do not let your heart envy sinners who live godless lives and have no hope of salvation, but continue to live in the reverent, worshipful fear of the Lord. Day of the, sorry, continue to live in the reverent, worshipful fear of the Lord, the Lord day by day. And if you can highlight seventeen for me, not only because of seventeen, because that is my favorite number, but. Do not let your heart envy sinners. I feel like a lot of believers sometimes catch themselves scrolling through Instagram or Facebook or Twitter or TikTok, possibly, and looking at these lavish lifestyles that are full of nothing. There's no hope for salvation, yet they show every single body part, they say every single curse word, and they live their lives as if they have to give account to no one. Do not envy these people. They have nothing. You have salvation. You have Jesus. You have eternal life with him, not eternity in hell. So do yourself a favor. Reset. Clear the cachet, so to speak. Don't think about why you want to be like them, but continue to thrive in your worshipful fear of the Lord day by day. Surely there is a future and a reward, and your hope 
and expectation will not be cut off. I love that. There is something coming to you. There is a reward coming your way for you walking with God and, and invoking his principles, his precepts, his, his, his statutes, everything that he told you to do. There's a reason why he's telling you to do it. And not just to be a militant, old, naggy person, but because there is something that he wants to give you and something that comes with obedience and self-discipline. Listen, my son, and be wise, and direct your heart in the way of the Lord. Do not associate with heavy drinkers of wine or with gluttonous eaters of meat, for, for, their, for the heavy drinker and the glutton will come to poverty, and the drowsiness of overindulgence will clothe one with rags. I feel like that's a really bougie way of saying the itis. <laughs> it's like a permanent itis over people who are just constantly getting drunk and constantly eating a lot of food that's really not doing anything good to their body, which I gotta help me with that because you just convicted me with this. I've been eating a lot this whole entire month with birthdays and anniversaries and oh, I need to get off food for a bit. I gotta go back, eat healthy. I had a salad yesterday, so I'm on the right path, but today I also had buffalo chicken with a Coke, which is not okay. But I know you're with me, Lord, and I'm not a gluttonous eater, nor am I a heavy drinker, and thank you for that, Jesus. 22. Listen to your father who sired you, and do not despise your mother when she is old. Buy truth, do not sell it. Get wisdom and instruction and understanding. I love that. Buy truth and do not sell it. Uh, I'm, I'm, I'm kind of frequently on my app, Robinhood, looking for stocks and what to invest in, what to buy, what to sell, what to hold. I love that. I just kind of, my mind went right there. And 23:23, and it's just saying, get wisdom and instruction. Don't sell these things. Hold them, cherish them, let them be, become you, and just don't give them away. There's no price. There's no. There's no. They're priceless. They're invaluable. So keep them, and they will lead you in everything you do. The father of the righteous will greatly rejoice, and he who sires a wise child will have joy in him. Who he who sires? Basically, he who. Um, brings up, he who teaches instruction, instructs his child. That really brings joy because you see the fruit of your labor. But I feel like a lot of parents are looking at their children and they haven't paid attention to them. They haven't disciplined them. They haven't corrected them. They haven't helped them, understood them. And that's why it feels like a civil war. So if you're listening to this and you're whether you're a child or a parent, you know, bridge the gap. Forget what you understood and what you did, but bring love into the equation. And I promise you, you will see your child change and you will even see yourself change because Jesus does that when he is put in the equation. 25. Let your father and your mother be glad and let her who gave birth to you rejoice in your wise and godly choices. Again, it's one of the most precious things. I mean, my, my mom almost cried when I told her on graduation day that I wanted to become a, a pastor and follow in my dad's footsteps and, and not pursue a sports degree, even though she really wanted me. She's actually the one who told me, go up there and walk, grab your degree, and, and one day God will bring you back to what you worked hard for. But uh, I mean, I've, I've had so many accolades, accomplishments, you know, I've sold like 14 cars in three days for Honda, you know, I, I've interned for the NHL, but knowing that God was in my heart and fueling my decisions and everything I did was probably the most proud that my parents have ever been of me. And not so much they didn't like the other things, but that's for, with me forever. You know, so that's one thing that I understood from my parents and that's one thing they wanted me to walk in, um, obviously, because God is with me in everything I do. 
26. My son, give me your heart and let your eyes delight in my ways. For a prostitute is a deep pit and an immoral woman is a narrow well. She lurks and she lies in wait like a robber who waits for prey and she increases the faithless among men. Mm. Who has a woe? Who has a sorrow? Who has a strife? Who has complaining? Who has wounds without cause? Who, whose eyes are red and dim? Those who li linger long over wine, those who go to taste mixed wine, do not look at wine when it is red, when it's sparkling in the glass, when it goes down smoothly. At the last, at the last, it bites like a serpent and stings like a viper. Oof. Your drunken eyes will see strange things and your mind will utter perverse things, untrue things, twisted things. Wow, this is really hitting right now to um, wine drinkers out there. Uh, listen, I, I, I don't get too involved in that. I stopped drinking because it did a lot on me uh, as far as made me a person that I don't want to become. Uh, belligerent, uh, did not help with my weight. And just something that I didn't enjoy anymore because, let's be real, who likes hangovers, right? But even at a certain point, the taste of it and, and what it did to my personality, I hated it. And here is talking about this sting that's relevant to a viper. What it does, you're just drunk and aggro, see strange things. I mean, we've all been there if you've been drunk before. And you utter perverse things and untrue things. That is so true. So... If you're a drinker of a lot of wine and question yourself and ask yourself why you're hitting the bottle so much. And you will be as unsteady as one who lies down in the middle of the sea and as vulnerable to disaster as one who lies down at the top. Sorry, the top. I'm sorry. At the top of a ship's mast saying they struck me, but I was not hurt. They beat me, but I did not feel it. When will I wake up? I will seek more wine. Wow, those last like six verses just talking about being drunk and being, you're, you ever been like invincibly drunk when like, you just think you can conquer the world and maybe you got hit or something and you didn't feel it or you know something happened and you just kind of got over it but when you wake up and you think you're gonna want more wine when you sober up, you feel like garbage, right? So was basically, I love how it says here, you'll be as unsteady as one who lies in the middle of the sea. Um, clearly, you're not steady in the sea. The waves are constantly happening. And that's the same kind of, I guess, depiction or illustration God is using here that your whole life will be unsteady when you have a heavy reliance on wine, alcohol, liquor, you name it. Anything that basically um, intoxicates you. Well, guys, that is chapter 23. That was actually a total of 35 verses. And I'm thankful that you guys have been joining me on these um, passages every single day. Um, again, what stood out to you? If the last kind of five verses stood out to you, please understand something. That's the Bible, not me speaking. Um, although my opinion is very absolute as well. Um, just put yourself up against it. It's a mirror, right? It's the word of God. And see, see what, why it's convicting you. And if any of the verses convicting you, go into it, dive deeper, get different translations, ask Holy Spirit revelation. And I promise you that you will um, leave with more understanding and more wisdom. That being said, guys, our time is up for today. That is chapter 23. But until tomorrow for chapter 24, we are almost there. I believe is the final quarter. Yes, the final seven uh, chapters of the book of Proverbs. And if you made it this far, congratulations. And if you're just joining us, I know Colby recently joined us. It's okay. 
You got plenty of time to read them up, but read them with intention. Read them to gain understanding. Until tomorrow, guys, God bless and have a safe night.